Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Let's talk about your workplace, shall we? We know at this point that workers from the Public Service Alliance of Canada have reached tentative agreements with the government, right? Uh, There's about 150,000 plus that were on strike. Things are slowly, you know, getting back to normal. They're going to be voting on their agreement. But here's the thing. doesn't mean that they're all going back happy either. There was a survey conducted among more than 180,000 government employees. And what it showed is that many of them are complaining about emotional stress, burnout, job dissatisfaction. And I thought, well, why stop there? It's not just government workers who would say those things about their jobs. I'm sure there's a lot of workers out there in the private sector, too, who would say, hey, this applies to me. Emotional stress, burnout, dissatisfaction, you name it. So if you got paid more, would that solve the problem? Is that really what's going on in our workplaces right now? So joining us now to talk more about this is Eli Sopo, Associate Professor, MBA Faculty of Leadership and People Management at University Canada West. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Hi, good morning. So is this the problem, do you think, in workplaces, public and private? Is there a lot of job dissatisfaction out there? There's a, there's a lot of uh, job dissatisfaction. It's a huge thing. We've been studying this for years, and it's really grown over a period of time. Uh, you're right about the survey. It's actually done every uh, couple of years with the federal government, over 180,000 employees. And they ask over 100 questions. And what's, what's um, amazing to me, well, not that amazing, is that it's the same thing we find in the private sector as well. You know, money doesn't really buy happiness uh, as much as we might think. And it doesn't buy good service, and it doesn't buy... Uh, an emotional wellness. Now, what's that all about in the workplace? Well, if employees are feeling burnt out and bumped out, bummed out, uh, they're just not going to do an effective a job as possible. What the surveys have shown, this is the federal government, it's a huge survey, but it's the same thing we find in the private sector in, in quite a few companies. Get this list. Too many approval stages, constantly changing priorities, unreasonable deadlines, a high turnover. You, some people may be saying, hey, wait a minute, that's my job. <laughs> you know, yeah. lack of stability in my department, over, overly complicated business processes. And one of the, the things that the, the federal survey found, but it's also true in many private sector companies, is an inability to really manage change well. Well, the world is full of change right now, right? It's nothing but change. So when you have these things happening within a workplace, and I was in the federal public service for 20 years myself as a, as a director. What happens there is you're affecting what's called the morale of the workplace, how I feel about the place. You know, there's two things. Job satisfaction. I love my job. I can't wait to get there. And there's morale. How do I actually like being there? Now, ask, I know you better not ask yourself, but if people listening to this could say, okay, do I like what I'm doing? All right, yeah, I do. But do I actually like the place and how I'm treated? Ah. Uh, not so much. Okay. Two different things you're talking about here, yep. right? But uh, right now, there seems to be a lot of focus, Eli, on people making more money, right? We talk about inflation. And is, is the problem in terms of dealing with the pandemic and the effects of that bigger than that? Like, how does an employer fix those other problems you talked about? Well, they should be fixing them. And you, and you can't blame anybody for wanting more money. And you're absolutely dead on with inflation, high interest rates, and on it goes. 
employees have been trying, but they have not put enough effort into it. You know, we talk about workplace cultures, and they 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 they, uh, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. There are mentorship programs, there are kind of emotional wellness issues, but it's kind of a they call them the soft skills of a workplace. Well, if they're soft skills, then why are they so hard to actually implement? Well, yeah, that is the question. So where, so there sounds to me like a lot of work that managers need to do here. Well, the managers do need to do that kind of work. And, you know, and again, in a lot of surveys, when we ask employees, how do you like your place? And they say, uh, not so much because workplace conflict, poor communications, this kind of thing. Where does that come from? It comes from actually poor leadership management. And also, where does that come from? Well, it's the people who run the places in the higher ranks. Now, do they set the tone? They set what's called the culture. How do you do things? What do you get away with? What are you rewarded with? Well, obviously, if you're not really rewarded for keeping people happy in the place, then there's leadership problems there. So this sounds to me like the big challenge then for anybody who's running a business or is a manager these days. What responsibility like do we as employees have too? Is it time to look for another job then if we're that unhappy? Well, good luck on that, though. You see what's happening today. But you know what? Here's what happens. It's like it's a, when people are afraid of something, of anything that scares you, we either t- uh, we get into flight, we run away, or we try to fight back, or we freeze You know, on anything. But that happens in the workplace. We can fight back. And if you're in a unionized environment, all right, there you have the power. You can freeze, but, you know, put your head down and say, I'm just going to suck it up because I can't go anywhere here. Or you flee. Is there another job for me? And that's, that is what's happening in some places today where employees are saying, like they did during the pandemic when they came out of it, they said, I don't know if I really like this place. I'm going to look around. And do you think that's what it was? Like, was it the pandemic that brought everything to the forefront? It did. It really, a lot of uh, uh, researchers and others, uh, we know as we've all gone through it, it's almost like it uh, moved us into the future by about 20 years, a fast forward, right? And saying, hey, wait a minute, I've got to look at some of my priorities in life. And it does the workplace have to be like this? Can I do some of this work at home? And that was one of the issues for the federal government and elsewhere, too. It's still an issue, though, isn't it? Sure it is. Sure it is. It's a big issue. And it wasn't resolved with the, with the federal government. They kind of put it to the side and said, we'll talk about it. But that's because it's so darn complicated. You know, it's not every job you could do from home, but some you can. And which ones can you and which ones can't you? But you know what it boils down to? Come on, when I was in the workplace and we, we tried to have people work from home, it was a matter of trust. You know, to have managers say, oh, I don't know, i got to see you or you're not working. Come on now, where's the trust involved in that? And some people are much more productive at home after they don't have to ride on a SkyTrain for an hour and a half to get one way. Well, that's the other thing. It just feels like everything is coming together to like, you know, bring everything to this head where all of the issues, your commute, housing prices, you name it, are making it so that the workplace is even more challenging. Oh, sure it is. And you know what? And the mistake a lot of uh, company leaders are making today is saying, wow, the pandemic's over. I can't wait to get back to where we were before. You're never going to go back. This is the thing. You're not going back. It's over. It's finished. You have to move on and look what we've learned from the pandemic and how can we move forward. And that's why when you see results saying companies, all kind of, we're doing surveys right now where com- some workplaces are just they don't want to change. They like it the way we were. We like what we know. We don't want to do things we don't know. And so they're afraid of change. Is that what you're getting from your survey? Is that what you're hearing from businesses? Oh, absolutely. They're I mean, afraid of change? Oh, they, yes, yes. 
They're afraid of change. Why? People are afraid of change because it's something other they don't know, they can't control, uh, or it actually challenges the status quo. And especially if you're in senior leadership positions. Wait a heck, I'm a leader. I've been here forever. I must know what I'm doing. You're asking me to change? What? To have another look at what I'm doing? <laughs> no, really, seriously. That's I believe why you. a lot of resistance to I change from, yeah. from, in workplaces. I can I picture that because I can just think of how that is exactly what goes through people's minds. It's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, of course. And, and to ask me to change, wait a minute. Now it sounds like you think I'm stupid. Did I make mistakes to get here where I am? No, but you have to grow. If you stand still, you won't. You'll be moving backwards as everything else moves forwards. That is so true. Listen, thank you so much for your time on that this morning. Thank you, and uh, good morning. Good morning. That is Eli Sopo, Associate Professor in the MBA Faculty of Leadership and People Management at University of Canada West. I'm fairly certain that what he's describing there describes the workplace of a lot of people out there, right? We think, well, I just need to raise, be a raise, and it'll be fine. But you get the raise, and that doesn't mean that the, the job is any better, doesn't mean that you're any happier at work, doesn't make you more satisfied. There's still workplace stress. There is still unhappiness. There are still so many ongoing issues. If you want to weigh in on this one, simi at cknw.com. Is your workplace a great, like, do you look forward to going to work? I thought that is such a simple question. Do you look forward to going to work? I don't know. Who would say yes to that? Let me know. Simi at cknw.com.